Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of Talk Healthy to Me. We do have an incredible guest coming on today, but before I bring her on, I just wanted to catch you guys up on life a little bit. It's been pretty hectic around here and I feel like the podcast is a great place to just, yeah, catch you up, give you the deets on what's going on and have a place where I can talk a little bit more in depth about life and random updates and just fill you in better than I can on like an Instagram story or an Instagram post or something. So that's what we're going to do real quick before we get into the main bulk of the episode. If you're new here, I am Brindley Joyner. I'm passionate about all things health, wellness, fitness, lifestyle, really so many things I'm passionate about, but we dive into pretty much all of them here. We also talk a lot about work, social media. I do social media full-time on all of my own channels on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the things. And I also run two of my own companies, Kaizos Nutrition and Honey Swim. So I just hope no matter what you're coming to this podcast for, you get inspired or motivated in some way, whether that's for work life, social life, relationships, fitness, nutrition, one of the above. And if you're not new here, welcome back. I really truly am so grateful for the podcast community, seeing you guys' stories of you going on walks outside and sharing that you're listening. It just makes my day. So a huge shout out and thank you to all of you who come back every single week. So life updates. Well, we bought a house. I think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast. I know it's been announced on, you know, Instagram and YouTube and all of that. But yeah, we bought a house. We will be renting out our previous house and we just wanted to move deeper into 30A, closer to all the things that we love to do, the restaurants we love, our friends. Everything is about 30 minutes down the road and we just knew we wanted to be in that area. So we saved up, worked really hard for two years and finally made the decision to buy down there and we are in the process of moving in. So moving in has been a huge process. We have so many little random do-it-yourself projects we want to get done in that house. We're changing the flooring. We're building a garage gym. There's a lot that's going on. So my life has been hectic, but wonderful. And then of course it's holiday season too. So we've been traveling a lot for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We're going on a cruise in like two weeks, which will be so fun because Lucas has never been on a cruise in his life. And I've been on like four or five. I grew up going on cruises. It was a really affordable way to travel and see a lot of places all in one trip. And I love them. Some people feel iffy about cruises, but I am a diehard cruise fan. I love them. So I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped to take you guys along on like YouTube and show you the experience and show you Lucas's excitement of realizing how awesome these cruise ships are. That's going to be fun. And yeah, I'm starting a new series of content also with home renovation and do-it-yourself projects. We painted our backsplash. We painted all of the kitchen hardware. We even painted the sink. Like it was silver and I wanted it to be gold. So I just painted it. Like we're fully diving into do-it-yourself stuff. So stay tuned on YouTube mainly for those updates. It has been so nice to have a few days of hard manual labor. (laughs) Wait, that's so dramatic. It's not even hard labor. It's just like physical labor in general because my job kind of requires me to be editing on my phone, recording stuff all day, kind of like on my computer and phone. So it's been so nice to have a couple days where I am not even touching my phone really. And I'm just doing hands-on activity. And that's been, like I said, painting the backsplash, sanding boards, staining wood, just so much around the house. And it's been so fun and really has taught me a lot about how much I love not being on my phone. Now I do have to be on my phone for work, but 
it's inspired me on the moments that I'm done working or when I can take breaks to really just go out and do little projects or go be out and outside a lot more than I have been, I guess. Um, it's been really refreshing and really good. Last little catch up thing I'll say is my mental state has not been good with all of this rain and cold, you guys. It's been a struggle bus and I just want to admit that and hopefully that makes someone else feel better that's been struggling too. Like I feel not myself and it's been so rainy and cold and I know that's the reason why and I prepare for it every winter and we're trudging through it and we're forcing ourselves to look for the good and to try to stay positive but boy has it been hard. So that's another reason I'm really thankful that the cruise is coming up because we'll be in the Bahamas for it and I know it's going to be sunny and hot and I'm going to feel like myself again. But right now it's been rough. I think it's because finding indoor activities that make me happy is just really hard for me. All of the things that make me the most happy are usually outdoors in the ocean, in the sunshine, in the water. So when I'm forced to like find things that bring me joy inside... I'm just not used to it and I had to get creative, but we're working on it. One thing I know that has helped is trying new recipes, baking, and I've been making a lot of fun seasonal soups and that always puts me in a good mood. So that is a perfect segue into who our guest is today. We're having on Kylie Hurd, previously known as Kylie O'Donnell, because she just got married and I have not had the honor of meeting Kylie in person yet, but we have been friends on Instagram for quite a bit now. I am obsessed with her content, you guys. She creates the most amazing recipe videos I've ever seen in my life. She is so talented. I also connected well with her because she's been on my fitness app for a while and started posting that she was doing some of the workouts. We connected over that. And she is just such a beautiful and fun and positive presence on social media, as well as, like I said, incredibly talented in her job with creating recipe videos for herself and for brands. And I'm just excited to pick her brain today on social media, how she grew her platforms, how she got started with it all. Of course, I asked her, about her morning routine, her night routine, all the fun little things that I love to hear from guests on here. And I think when having a food account or a recipe account, it can be easy for people to just see you as the recipe girl. And I know that Kylie is so, so much more than that. I know she's talented in so many areas and has so much to offer. And I just want to give her a chance on here to come share her story, share about her life, share about her routines and everything about her more than just what you see on maybe some of her incredible reels on Instagram. I do want to give a quick trigger warning to anybody that's listening that we will discuss orthorexia. Kylie does share a little bit of her background and her story with that and I'm so grateful for her vulnerability in that and how awesome it is to see how she's grown from what she's gone through but if that conversation is one that might trigger you feel free to skip over that portion or this episode and pick from another episode. Just wanted to put that out there. If you are not familiar with who Kylie is yet I'm gonna have her Instagram linked in the description. You guys have got to check her out. Give her a follow. I mean, I save every single one of her recipes. They are absolutely incredible. And if you don't know who she is before listening to this episode, I definitely recommend pausing, going to her Instagram and just clicking on it real quick because this girl is so, so great. I'm just so beyond excited and grateful to have her on. So let's bring on Kylie. Welcome to the show, Kylie. I am so excited to have you. And I know that my audience and your audience is so excited to hear 
all that you have to say on this episode today. I love that Kylie's coming on because she has an amazing Instagram presence, but I know that Kylie has so much more to her than just nutrition and creating recipes. So I think this is going to be such a cool place to have you on Kylie and just hear more about your life, your job, like everything in depth that maybe some people don't get to see on your Instagram. So thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to have you. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right. I have so many questions for you and I know that my audience and your audience both do as well because I asked a little question box and girl, we got so many to get through. So I've kind (laughs) of formulated up a page of things that I want to ask you, but also a lot of other people do. And then I think at the end, we're going to do like a rapid fire of questions. If you're cool with that too, of just little random, like what's your favorite color? What's this? Cause you had a lot of people wanting to know stuff. So the first thing before we get into all of it, that I want to hear is I just want you to give an introduction of you, who you are, all the basic stuff, your age, where you live, kind of like that. And then we'll get into more of like what you do. Perfect. Yeah. I'm Kylie Hurd. It'll be Kylie O'Donnell on all my socials because I have not changed my last name yet, but it is Kylie Hurd. Um, I'm 24. We live in Virginia. I'm originally from New Jersey and I do social media, content creation, recipe development on Pretty much all platforms, but mostly Instagram and TikTok. Awesome. And you just got married? Or yes. I say just. How long ago actually was it? It was four months ago, July. Four no months ago. Way. Oh yeah. my gosh. I feel like that was like last month. Time is yeah. flying. I know um, it's so crazy. Congrats on that, by the way. We'll talk more about that later in the episode because I have a lot of questions about marriage and all the things. But the first one I want to hear about is just like what got you into nutrition and creating recipes and fitness and just like a healthy lifestyle in general. I know for a lot of people, there's a pivotal moment where they decide to just kind of go all in on their health and decide like, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. I want to hear if you had a moment like that or if it was built up over time and just kind of your background, what brought you to where you are now? Yeah, totally. So I I guess I'll start with how I got into creating recipes because the nutrition and fitness kind of ties into how I started. So I'll kind of go on that. Um, So growing up, my mom actually had her own baking business. And then at one point she actually catered out of our home. Um, So I was always in the kitchen with her. I was right next to her just trying to learn everything that I could. So I pretty much learned all my basic cooking and baking skills from her. Um, and I just always loved being in the kitchen, experimenting with different foods. I took any chance that I got to make dinner for my family. Um, just any time that I could be in there, I was there. And I started my page back in 2018. And it was my first summer after being at college. Um, and it was like completely out of just like a hobby, but I knew that I loved being in the kitchen. Um, my page is actually originally a healthy eats page and it actually ties into my life in a way of, I actually went through an eating disorder throughout college. I had something called orthorexia and it's not actually defined like in the DSM five as like an eating disorder. Um, and so as I started that and was going through recovery, um, I, would still have my page, but I wasn't posting like consistently at all. I still loved being in the kitchen. Um, and then after coming out of recovery, that was like the height of COVID and we were home 
And I was like, you know what? I have like this newfound relationship with food and I had completely changed my relationship with food and my outlook on it and how I outlooked on fitness. Um, like during that time of recovery, I wasn't working out at all. I wasn't allowed to. And so I did like yoga, any type of like stretching or just really, really slow movement stuff that like I was able to do um, because I truly love moving my body. And I'll talk a little more about like my social later and like how I yeah. grew and everything. But um, after having this like new relationship with food and kind of like transforming my page more into that, I also realized like once I actually met Dustin, if just to kind of like give a little background, Dustin actually owns a like sports performance gym. So he like oh, trains wow. athletes one on one and he um, majored in exercise science. So he knew like what I had gone through and everything. And once we had met, he really, really motivated me to, you know, kind of transform like the lifestyle that I was living and kind of like adopt the wellness lifestyle and like the, I guess, quote unquote, balanced lifestyle um, of like really focusing on like my nutrition and in my health. And he is really what motivated me to like get back into the gym I love weightlifting um, and I'm really, really thankful that I'm like able to say that I got back to that point of being able to do it. Um, But yeah, so like that's how it kind of transformed. And then as I kind of like found this new relationship with food, that's I did. I read a lot of like research and articles and like, you know, how to live like the balanced lifestyle of like you can have, you know, everything you want. Like you don't have to completely restrict one food group or anything um and you can live a balanced life and enjoy Um, it so yeah totally live it to the fullest I went like I'm I'm happy that it happened because it made me who I am and had transformed me in a certain way but like I wish I could go back like you're not gonna look at yourself when you're you know 80 years old and be like dang I wish I didn't eat that donut like yeah. just eat the donut and you know enjoy for life. Sure. So for yeah. sure. For anybody listening that doesn't know exactly what orthorexia is, do you have like a little definition your own that you can yeah. give us? Yeah. So orthorexia is actually very like it's easy for people to slip by and say, like, oh, I don't have a problem. So orthorexia, contrary to like other um, eating disorders, like other eating disorders are usually like, I am going to starve myself so I can lose weight. Um, orthorexia actually focuses on the quality of the food rather than the quantity. So Mm -hmm. I was still eating every meal, but the foods that I were eating were not nutrient dense. Like they were like the low calorie, low fat. Um, and usually orthorexia isn't driven by wanting to lose weight it's usually started by wanting to eat healthier. So it becomes almost an obsession of constantly thinking about what ingredients are in the food, how many carbs are in this food, how much protein is in this food. Um, I guess like having anxiety about if I go to eat at a friend's house, am I going to be able to eat this meal because I don't know what's in it. Um, So it's definitely more focused on like the quality of the foods that you're eating. And if they're quote unquote healthy, rather than how much you are eating. Gotcha. And I could see how that could be such a slippery slope because you could care deeply about what you're putting into your body and want it to be, you know, the best and make you feel the best. But then if it becomes an obsession that you can't 
enjoy life and be present without, you know, having everything in quotes perfect, then I could see how easily you could slip from one side to the other. And that, that seems super tough, but thank you for sharing and being vulnerable in that. I know it's hard to, you know, talk about hard things that you've gone through, but I think that's going to help a lot of people to know that you did go through something like that. And now you're on the other side of it and you can just see your joy and your love for recipes and for nutrition and for fitness. And it just shows like anybody can get through that. Like whoever's listening right now, if that is something that you're walking through, I think this is going to be a really good talk to keep listening because I just know that Kylie just shows so much joy on her channels and I can see like the other side of that. It's so worth it to get there. So I'm excited to dive into the process of that and everything. Um, Okay. The next thing I kind of want to transition into. So you went through that stage in your life. Now you're like, absolutely loving your career. You're loving nutrition. You're loving fitness and just everything about your life. And you seem to be like, yeah, just overly excited about it and and happy about where you are in this process, in this journey. I want to hear about how you took your newfound love for your relationship with food and creating recipes and how you kind of turned it into your career and your job and how you basically started your page and intertwined into this, if you could drop any little tips for people that might be thinking like, this might be something I want to do also. I'd love to just hear the process of like, I love creating recipes. How do I turn it into a job now? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll go back to like what I said before. So I started my page back in 2018, full on hobby. I did not even know that you can make money from doing social media. I didn't know that food bloggers, like that was like their full-time income. I literally had no clue. It was just like, I like creating recipes. If I make something that I'll like, I'll post it. And it wasn't consistent at all. It was just like when I had the time to do a new recipe or something. Um, And so as I was in college, I did like a lot. I would post on social media here and there. And um, I sold like a lot of like baked goods out of my little town home and I made bread and I did a couple of birthday cakes and cinnamon rolls. It was really fun. Um, But I actually was in school. I was a public health major and I wanted to become an epidemiologist, which literally has nothing to do with food (laughs) whatsoever. (laughs) So like this was not in my plan at all. But in my last semester of college, I had a food photography company reach out to me back from home in New Jersey. And I was familiar with the photographer. It was a, it's a professional photographer and a professional chef who came together and created this food photography brand. Um, They do like shoots for magazines and catalogs and branding in like Costco and just a bunch of different things. Um, And so they reached out to me literally, I think maybe two or three months before I graduated. And they were like, we love what you're posting on social media. I still wasn't consistent at the time. And they were like, we want you to come work with us. And I was like, "Mm." I was definitely like shocked because, or I just kind of didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to take it in because it wasn't in my plan at all of the career that I wanted to go into. Um, But I also didn't have anything lined up for after college, after I graduated. And So I thought about it. I prayed about it a little bit and I was like, I'm going to do it. So I took the job with them. Um, I worked with them from May 2021 to December of 2021. And it was amazing. Like I learned so many different things and got so many amazing opportunities through that. Um, But during then I 
was kind of like, okay, I want to take the social media stuff like a little more seriously. And I pretty much made a challenge to myself, like I'm going to start posting consistently. And at this time, that's when Reels had literally just come out. And um, once I started posting more consistently and everything, I mean, everyone was blowing up when Reels came out. They, you were, everyone was like yeah. firing. So um, all of a sudden, like stuff started to pick up a lot. And I was still working with them, but also doing social media on the side. And it eventually got to the point where I was like, okay, I don't have time to do both anymore. Which one do I want to, you know, take seriously? And I chose social media. Um, and so I went, I left them December of 2021 and I went full-time in social media. Now at that time I was not making a full-time income at all. It was a huge risk. Um, but I was like, I really think I can do it if I'm consistent. And so I started then and here I am now. I get to work my dream job. Like it's truly a dream and I'm so, so thankful um I want to hear yeah. I I love that story that's so cool I had no idea so this is like cool to talk one-on-one for the first time for those of you listening Kylie and I I feel like we've been Instagram friends for a bit now which sounds yeah. funny but I feel like I know you but I really don't so this is truly like us getting to know each other on here while yeah. you guys are listening which is so cool but I wanted to ask so you're in your last semester of college when this job came into place and how did they present it to you were they like come work with us full-time, don't do any other job? Or was it a part-time and then you can still do your own thing? Or yeah, did- so, I mean, they literally just messaged me on Instagram and they were pretty much like, we want you in the kitchen. So my role there was I made pretty much like all the food that they shot. Um, and then the photographer took the pictures and then the the chef did all the food styling. Gotcha. Um, I did a little bit of food styling, but I didn't know too much about it. So, gotcha. um, but would you say it was a, like full time for you then, or was it still kind of like a part time? Mm, like side it was hustle? definitely, it was definitely more part time, maybe a little more than part time, I guess, but okay. it it was not full time. Gotcha. And so when you decided that you're going to go from that, which is probably more of a safer, like steady income to just fully going full time social media for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. how did you rationalize in your head, I'm going to be okay? Like, because I know there's a lot of people that want to make that jump of like, I have a secure, yeah. safe job, but it's not what I love. And I want to start doing what I really love on social media. But like, how do you know when it's the right time? And I know we probably can both agree that there's never like 100% perfect right time to do it. But right. how did you make sense of it in your head of like, I'm going to be okay, I'm going to do this? Yeah, well, I think it helped the circumstances that I... I was in, I think helped. I was still living at home with my parents. You know, I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have to yeah. pay for all my groceries. And so that helped a lot. Um, and I, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't really remember. I was, and I, I actually do remember my parents kind of being like, Kylie, like you need to find a job, you need to find a job. <laughs> and I was like, no, like I want to do this. And yeah. um, so like, uh, pretty much I would told myself like, oh, I'll do babysitting here and there. Yeah. I'll nanny a little bit. I I think at one point, like I meal prepped for people for like a little bit. Me too. Um, yeah. And so I was That's like, crazy. I'll do anything to, you know, make sure that I have a little money in my bank account. Yeah. Um, And so, and then I also, at the same time, I was growing 
a good amount. So I trusted like, okay, yeah, what I'm doing is working and I feel like I can get to, you know, the place where this will become my full-time job. I love that. That's so true. And for anybody that is in this position and they're listening right now, I also did the same thing. I, when I was making the transition from like working full-time to going just on social media, I literally thought of anything random I could do. I also meal prep for people. I meal prep for my husband's best friend. And then a guy at our gym, because I was working the front desk, like folding towels at our gym. And I would just make like little side hustle connections. And none of them really made sense, but they all came together to be like the support behind the being able to try something new on social media. So, I mean, I don't want to give financial advice on here, but like you can always make it work if you get creative with little side hustle jobs while you're trying to make that transition. There's, there's always opportunities out there, but okay. Mm -hmm. I want to now transition into what you're actually doing on social media. So we know you have your own page and it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's popping off as always. I mean, even Mm -hmm. since I first started following you, you've grown so much and I can tell as a viewer, like your content has even evolved so much in the short time that like we've been following each other. So that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you just got another job with BuzzFeed Tasties, which congratulations. Okay. That's so freaking incredible. Um, for people who don't know what BuzzFeed Tasty is, can you give them like a quick intro of what that is and what your role is there now and talk about that a little bit? Yeah, totally. Um, so BuzzFeed in general is... I don't even know how to explain BuzzFeed. They have a ton of different branches. They have like news and Tasty is like their food side. Um, So I know that like Tasty is actually really popular on like Facebook. Like if you're just scrolling on Facebook and you see, you know, like a suggested video pop up and a lot of them are like Tasty. I've heard a lot of people say that they seem all the time on Snapchat, which I was like, dang, like I didn't actually even know that. Cool. Um, But yeah, so Tasty is, I guess, like, just a page for what they like to call it. They put, like, their tasty twist on food. So definitely, like, more out-of-the-box style thinking, unique recipes, um, unique techniques, and different ways of, like, doing things. Um, So I am joining them as a creator in 2024, which is so, so exciting to say. So awesome. And so my... Go ahead. I was going to say real quick, for those that don't know at what it is at all, I just pulled up the Instagram. There's 46.2 million followers on this place. And as I scroll through the feed, it's just like the most incredible recipe videos, so many holiday recipes. Just you got to go check it out. I'll definitely link it in the description because Kylie will be on there a lot more. But yeah. yes, continue. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no worries. Um, so pretty much my role there, I am a creator for Tasty. So there's five of us total and um we will pretty much be just making recipe videos for tasty um there will also be a side of like branded content um that i'll be doing with them as well but i actually posted with them back in early november i think it was like a pumpkin spaghettios recipe and Mm -hmm. it'll be if i don't if you go back on my profile and look at that video, it'll definitely be like more of like that style of video. Um, so yeah, I'll just be brainstorming and creating fun new recipes for them, which is so fun. That is so exciting. Do you get full creative reins? Like, do you get to decide exactly what you want to post on there? Or do they give you like, Hey, we need a dessert this week or how does that work? 
Yeah, um, I have full creative reigns, which is wow. So, which I love, and it's actually something that I prioritize with when like working with different brands is like I want full creative range of like what yeah. I get to create. Um, unless like a brand is like super picky, but um, we will have like brainstorming meetings as well to where you know we run through our ideas with all the creators and we can bounce off of each other. Um, but yeah, which I love because I actually like constantly have like a running list on my phone of just like different, like wow. there's gotta be hundreds. I, and like my goal one day is to get through all of them, but I mean, it's just going to keep growing probably. So it um, amazes me. Yeah. Like every, every single day when I see one of your reels, I'm like, how do you keep thinking of stuff? It's, it's oh, incredible you. because I post some recipe videos. They're definitely not anywhere near as like aesthetic or cool as yours, but they're just like random oh things gosh. I make. And I try to post them. I try to do like one a week maybe, but I run out of ideas so fast. So like, I don't know how you do it. You must be thinking nonstop, like, oh, just it's, so creative behind that. It's, I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty constant. And like, there's a re like the reason I keep the list on my phone is because like I could be doing something so random and think of a recipe and I'm like, I gotta write that down before I forget it. That is awesome. So, yeah. I love it. What other things do you do on social media? So you have your own, you're a creator on there now. Do you work with brands also? Do you manage any other accounts? What's the deets yep. with that? Yeah. So I, I create recipes for my own page. Um, I have done it for like just brands by themselves. Usually it's like I post the recipe as well. Um, and the way that like I do working with brands, it's mostly under contracts. I mean, I'm sure, you know, yeah. exactly. And it's, I do like one-off partnerships, two to three month partnerships yearly. Um, and so I guess I'll kind of go through like a couple of the brands that I have worked for. I'm work actively working with, yeah. um, so I, to go, I guess a little back further, I actually used to do Oat House. They're like the granola butter oh, brand. Oh, yeah. I used to do their UGC content. Actually, I did it okay. for a while. I had just left them right before we got married. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, I've, I'm currently working with Vital Proteins in my second year. So they are a yearly contract that I do. Um, and then I recently did Bob's Red Mill. I've done Virgin Voyages, which we actually worked. I worked with them for our honeymoon, which was incredible. Um, and then wait, I mean, that, I, that's a cruise line. Yeah. That's one other question I had. I wanted to ask you being an account that posts mainly just recipes. Do you get other partnerships that maybe include like travel or clothes or makeup or anything like that? Or is it usually just food brands? Yeah, no, I, Virgin Voyages is definitely my biggest travel one and I've gotten other travel ones before. And I think the reason why I get them is because they're like, oh, you know, like one of the things about traveling, at least one of my favorite parts is like getting to try different cultures, foods, yeah. or like even just a different city, like in the U S. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what Virgin Voyages wanted me to focus on as well, because the, when we went, it was during their eat and drink festival, it's called. Okay. So they had like a whole different menu on the ship, um, which was amazing. But that way, like I could showcase like the different foods on the on the cruise. Gotcha. Um, in terms of like makeup and clothes, I get them sometimes. 
Um, but I haven't really ever posted on my profile for that. So like yeah. I can see why brands, you know, wouldn't want to work with me for that. If anything, it's through stories. Yeah. But I don't get those as often. Gotcha. Very cool. And then are you mainly just on Instagram or do you post on any of their TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest? What have you kind of branched into? Yeah, I am definitely my biggest presence is on Instagram. TikTok, Mm -hmm. I post the same amount, but I cannot figure out TikTok for like the life of me. And you are like the TikTok queen. So (laughs) yes, you are. I I feel really lucky to have gotten on TikTok at I think it was like the golden spot. It's when it kind of just started. And I feel like everybody that got on around that time, it was really easy to grow. And I literally, I can't attribute it to like talent or anything. I'm literally like, I got lucky (laughs) by getting in at that time because I definitely don't, I'm not growing as fast as I used to back then. And I think it's just because TikTok, like the algorithm is always changing. And now that pretty much everyone is on TikTok, it's like, they don't want to let videos pop off as much because there's just so many people on it. But TikTok right. stays confusing me. It's a very confusing place. It's a whole different world. It, like it's yeah. so confusing. Yeah. I just can't figure it out. I'm like, yeah. all right, you know what? I know. <laughs> and all, enough. <laughs> all of the tips that you'll hear, it's like you can try whatever and then the algorithm will change and you'll be back at ground zero and you just don't know. But I feel like right. Instagram is a little bit more consistent and YouTube. Um, that's a good segue into one of the next questions I wanted to ask you is what are some tangible tips that you would have for someone that wants to create a foodie Instagram or even just like any type of social media? What are some tangible tips that you would recommend them to do to grow? Yeah. So I actually wrote down a ton because like there were a lot. Amazing. So on how to grow my, I know everyone, well, actually, first off, I want to say social media is not easy. Like yeah. it's very difficult. Um, like the algorithm is constantly changing. There's new trends, you know, the yeah. ways of doing content is constantly changing and it's not easy. And it, there's definitely not a one size fits all on how to grow. Like yeah. there's no secret to it whatsoever. It's, I, I hate to say it and I don't want to say it, but it's partially because of luck. Like, yeah. um, but it's not, I think, one of the biggest misconceptions about or just being a content creator or doing it full time is like people look at it and they're like, Oh, it's probably so easy to grow. Or that's such a nice, like relaxing job. And I'm like, (laughs) or people have even said like hobby to me. And I like cringe when they say that. Cause I'm like, (laughs) I could easily work like 24 seven, but, um, so the number, I know everyone will say this, but the number one tip that I always tell people if they come to me asking, how do I grow is posting consistently. It's like the number one thing. If you are posting consistently, you're going to reach more audiences. You're going to reach more people. You're going to reach different people. And people also, and like, especially in food, people want to see that you're coming out with, you know, new recipes that they can try, you know, yeah. weekly. Um And then the next tip that I have is like just being yourself and being authentic. I try to tell people that like people are going to follow you because of you and your own content and your work. I think social media is such a saturated space right now. And it has really grown into that, especially in the food area. Um, Like sometimes when I scroll, it's like everyone's content is looking the same as everyone else's, you know, Mm -hmm. like just be yourself and be authentic and make the content that like you are confident in and you know. Um, 
because I think it's important to also like stand out a little bit to, you know, gain people's attention or catch someone's attention. Yeah. Um, because I have noticed that like everything looks the same, like on social yeah. media, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and now I feel like, especially on TikTok, it's normalized to create some type of video or some type of trend and have everyone do that. Cause you see like the get ready with me. I don't know exactly. It might be Alex Earl that started that. I don't really know, but whoever started that now it's just a normal thing. It's not seen as copying that creator. It's just seen as like, everybody does this and then right. uh, run errands with me. I think Emily Kaiser was like the first one that started doing mm-hmm. those. And now it's like a normal thing for everyone to do. And so this whole, like, I guess like in quotes, copying is not even really copying on social media anymore, or at least it's not seen as that because it's just trends that everybody kind of buys into and starts doing. So I think what you said is spot on. If you could have anything about you that just stands out and is different, and maybe even if you're making those exact same videos, but something about your version is just a little bit different and it's true to you. I think that's what can really differentiate you in the space. Yeah. And to kind of go off that, like, like you said, like having something maybe that's special about you. Like one thing that I try to tell myself is like bring value to my audience, like yeah. bring value, a different value in some type of way to my audience. And, you know, that's what will catch people's attention. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think I'm yeah, assuming I could just, I would love to like go on your page and look at your analytics because I'm sure you have <laughs> so many saves. I mean, I save your videos, so I can't oh, imagine like you. the hundreds of thousands of other people that do as well. What is that like on the back end of analytics? Do you know much about it? Do you track analytics and like change things for it? Or do you just kind of like post whatever and go with it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely stay on top of like my analytics, like the amount of people that I'm reaching and demographics and how many people are saving and comments and liking all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's really cool to see how the analytics have changed. Like when Instagram first came out with reels, it was very much like you got a ton of views, but like no likes. Mm. It's really evolved into like really evening out to where my views are aligning with my likes, which has been actually really cool to, I guess, kind of see evolve. Yeah. Um, I have like, I try to stay on top of it, but to be honest, I don't really understand some of the analytics. Like I really don't understand Yeah. my, I actually have a manager, so she really takes care of kind of like all of like the analytic tracking and everything and calculating all the numbers and all. Yeah. Um, but like some of them on there, like you can look at the watch time now on like a reel mm, in yeah. like your insights section and it, okay, it'll say like the average watch time on the video is like five seconds, but then like the total watch time, some of them will say like, like 270 hours. And I'm like, how is that possible? What? Like if, and then like the view has like, or the reel has like 40K views or something like that. I'm like, is that actually like real? Oh my God. You know? So I think some of it's like confusing and also a little misleading. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's also, that kind of leads into like one other tip that I was going to give is like engagement. It's actually a huge thing that brands look for when they are looking to work with an influencer or a content creator, because they want to see that you are engaging with your audience. You know, that if they give you a link for your audience to shop, that those people are going to click on the link yeah, or they're going to comment like, oh my gosh, I love blah, 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 blah. Um, 
So like liking, commenting, replying to comments, swiping up on stories, being active on your own stories. Like I, my biggest thing is like, I one, try and stay as active as I can on stories. It's really difficult sometimes. And then um, also responding to every single comment. I literally respond to every single comment on my page because it, it, it builds that personal connection between you and a follower. Yeah. Um, which is huge. Like they, you know, if you are able to build that, they're like, oh, I kind of want to support her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love the comments too, because I feel like if you can do anything to make social media more like one-on-one connection, that's the thing because people are getting on, on Instagram and they're seeing thousands of people, like hundreds of people every single day. But if you can have like that one-on-one connection, it doesn't matter what your account is at. If you have 200 followers or a million followers, like I want to be the one that's always like making someone still feel seen and heard. And I think that's the same for you too, with replying to comments. And I think like we have the opportunity as creators to, to do that and to make people see make people feel seen on a place that there's like so many people running around on, on a newsfeed. It's like, you totally. can still have that one-on-one connection with the comments, with the DMS and just, yeah, making it more than just like, Hey, I'm a creator and I'm going to throw everything out here, but right. I actually care to talk to the people who are watching and listening and viewing my content as well. I think that's super important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think it also kind of like down to like the smaller aspect of it is like, I don't think a lot of people don't realize like how much it can make someone's day too. Yeah. Like I like getting DM messages. Like I try and respond to every single person and they're like, yeah. I've gotten responses like, Oh my gosh, I, I didn't think that you would answer me. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so like just little things like that, like I think building the personal connection is just so important. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can totally relate to that. I mean, even before I started my channel and growing and everything. I was a huge consumer on everything. I loved YouTube. That was always like my favorite thing. So it's cool to put it into our perspective of thinking to like your younger self and thinking, what would 10 year old me do if this person responded to me or if this person liked my comment or anything, it's the little things that can just, like you said, make somebody's day. And I think that's so important about a creator. So I love that you're also like that. Um, I want to hear about your relationship with social media now, because I know everybody that I've had on here, I love to just hear most of them do have a presence on social media. And it's cool to hear how they balance that with real life, because it can be very consuming, especially if you're posting on multiple platforms to kind of just like hyper-focus on your online life and forget to, you know, be fully present in the moment in most scenarios. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a constant work of like putting in time and putting in effort to make sure that you're still prioritizing real life and real life connections and the people in your life more than just being online. But when it's your job, it's also really hard because now it's not only social media versus real life. It's like social media is my job. So I have to put in a lot of effort there, but I also want to balance that. So what I guess my question (laughs) to wrap that huge splurge up my question would be, how do you find balance between posting and having an awesome presence online, but also overall prioritizing real life connections? Right. Um, well, social media is really difficult to find that balance, like having that as your job. I It's something that I have partially figured out, but I'm also constantly, like you said, constantly working on it because, yeah. I mean, as I grow, my workload grows. So, um, it's, it, sometimes it feels like more like a full, 
more than a full-time job. I could easily, yeah. easily work 24 seven because social media is just nonstop. Like, you know, everyone's in different time zones. Everyone's liking things at different times and constantly getting notifications. Um, so I guess a couple of the things that I do. So one is like no phone for one, at least one hour in the morning. Um, so I get up and I don't, I look at my, the time to see what time it is. And then I just don't go on my phone for an hour. I do my whole morning routine, everything. Um, I think that helps a lot with just like, you know, calming down, keeping my brain calm and just being able to wake up before, you know, feeling like work is starting. Um, and one thing that helps too, is like turning notifications off overnight. Um, because like if you wake up in the morning and there's, you know, you can, even if you don't actively click on it, but you see that there's a bunch of notifications on your phone, you're more prone to click on them. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is like, if I'm out with like friends or family or Dustin and I are on a date night and I want to get pictures of like me with everyone or of the food or where we are, whatever. Um, I take the picture quick and then I put my phone away and like, I tell myself, you know, I'll get these up later. If like Justin and I are out on a date night and we want to come home and watch a movie, I'll be like, I can upload this tomorrow. You know, like it doesn't have to be like all in real time. Yeah. Um, most of my stories actually go up like usually the next day. So, um, that's a huge thing. And then also, I guess like during, the day because like I definitely need like a break little breaks from social media like during the day like I literally can't look at a screen all day long yeah um so kind of time blocking for like what I am doing for work so like I'll give myself 30 minutes to an hour of doing like comments or I'll give myself 30 minutes to an hour of editing or uploading stories or creating drafts whatever um that helps me section out like okay this is work time And then I can take a break to go, you know, go on a walk or have lunch with Dustin or anything. Um, And then one also huge thing of like quieting my brain down before I go to bed is like no social media scrolling or like any work past like six or seven ish p.m. Unless it's like absolutely urgent and like, you know, my manager has a question or something um, that is that has helped a ton with like just being able to shut my brain off because. Like, it's crazy. If you just look at like different studies or like research on what looking at your phone does to your brain before like going to bed, it's crazy. Yeah. Like it can take forever. Yeah, totally. Um, And then also kind of just like making a list of like the priorities in my life of what I really want to be present in. So you know, whether it's sitting down to have meal, a meal with like your loved ones or with your husband, um, like also like working out in movement, like, oh, I want to get this done before I start work or, um, do it without like, you know, taking a break to look at my phone. Um, and then also like kind of just like going on walks without my phone too. That is great as well. So yeah, those are kind of the things that I use to like balance it out. It's definitely like really, really, really difficult. Working for yourself is really hard. And especially I, on social media. For sure. I I think you'll probably be able to agree with this, but when you're working nonstop on your phone, at the end of your workday, you're like, I don't even want to scroll sometimes because you're like on it yes. nonstop, answering emails, creating content, editing, all of that stuff. And then you're like, 
I literally hate this thing. Like I just want to put yeah. it down the rest of the day. So I think some days are like that. And then some days you do get caught scrolling, you know, on TikTok for more yeah. than you should. But I think what you're saying overall, like just creating boundaries around it is ideal. And I also love what you said about time blocking and taking little little moments throughout the day to just distance yourself from your phone or screen time. That's mm-hmm. something I do too. And I think that has made such a huge difference in my life is like, Instead, I used to go on pretty much a long walk every single day. I like to try to get around eight to 10K steps in per day. It's what truly Mm -hmm. makes me feel the best. Um, But I used to do it all in one. And I think that was honestly putting a lot of stress on my body because, you know, getting 8K steps in one little seating is a lot of steps. Mm -hmm. Like that is probably walking for over an hour. Um, And recently I will over the past year, I started breaking it up a lot more. So I'll do a short walk with my dog in the morning, let him go out and pee. And then I'll do a walk in the middle of the day. And something about that midday walk rejuvenates you so much and centers you because you could be on your phone working, scrolling, whatever. And for the people that are listening that are working in a normal office somewhere and just have a lunch break, I think something about just getting outside in fresh air for even if it's 10, 15 minutes and going on a quick walk, like totally recenters you and gets you a second to just like clear your mind and think, okay, what are my priorities? What do I want to be focused on? And it just, yep. yeah, grounds you back to what really matters. So I think that's huge. Um mm-hmm. Okay. I know you mentioned in that a little blurb about your morning routine. So that's the segue I want to take now. I'm obsessed with hearing people's routines. Like I'm such a routine girly and I update my routine all the time. And I honestly take a lot of inspiration from people that I see online. Cause I, I love seeing little tiny things they do. Like I'm going to use red light or I'm going to roll my face. And I love trying out mm-hmm. fun stuff. So I want to hear in depth as much details as you can go about your morning routine. Okay. I even included um like every skincare product I use every I get so (laughs) many questions on my makeup like yeah so many and so I included everything for that too I love it let's do it (laughs) so my morning routine um I usually wake up now between like 4 30 and 5 oh my god I used to wake up at 5 30 but ever since the time change like my body has not adjusted so and I've always been a morning person like it is my favorite time of the day ever um and like I don't feel tired when I wake up so I'm like all right like I mean we go to bed early so I'm like it must be working yeah (laughs) um so I get up and then I let Obi out our new puppy um thank you yeah he's the sweetest um and then like to go into really detail like some if I'm gonna make sourdough like prep sourdough lives that day I'll like prep my my before I add my starter um hold on you're it's 5 a.m and you're prepping sourdough yeah yeah like actually yeah I mean it it's nice if I do it that early and it's like during the work week I'm done doing my folds before I film which is incredible so like I really try and do that like just like get it out I love that I'm inspired you, you might see me on the stories <laughs> prepping sourdough with like my face mask on next morning That's <laughs> you, so you should it's really, it's really relaxing like it's still dark I bet and it's like quiet so it's I bet nice. I love that um and then I get a glass of water because I'm really really bad at drinking water actually I've gotten a lot better but getting like one glass in when I wake up helps a ton Um, and then I make my coffee right away. I know every single source will tell you not to do it and not to drink coffee, but it is the number one thing I look forward to in the morning. 
Yes. Like my Nespresso coffee is my favorite thing <laughs> ever. Yes. Um, and then I have quiet time with the Lord and I do my devotions and I read my Bible. I'm actually doing new morning mercies devotion right now. I will, I've been doing it all year and I love it. Um, so that's usually about like 45 minutes to an hour. I really take time to like, really just like focus on that and journal and everything. Um, and then I'll usually get up and have something small to eat before I go get ready for my workout. Um, and then after I eat something, I'll catch up on comments really quick. So like, this is when I will get on my phone. Usually by then it's been like one and a half or two hours after I've gotten up. Um, I'll like catch up on comments that really helps with like just throughout the day, like not feeling like I'm behind. Um, I'll catch up on DMS because those are really, really tough to stay on top of throughout the day. Um, if needed, I'll write up my recipe for the day, but usually it's already written up. Um, I'll get my video ready for the day. It's usually already edited. Actually it's always edited, but I just get like the draft ready on Instagram. So it's ready to go. And you post um, every single day? I post every day that I can. Yes, every okay. single day, unless there's some, like we're traveling and like yeah. we're on a plane or something. But yeah, gotcha. other than the weekends, yes, I post every day. Um, and then usually around like 6.30 or 7, I get ready for my workout. And then I work out from like 6.30 to 7. It's usually like an hour, 6.30 to 7.30 or 7 to 8, um, which – your programs are amazing. I've literally been doing them for like, I think like two two years now, and I so love them so much. Crazy! Oh you my are gosh! The best. No, you don't understand how excited I get seeing your story like almost every day. It <laughs> if I haven't gotten my workout in, I'm not kidding. Your story, like tagging me, is what gets me oh. in the gym. Sometimes I'm like, oh, we gotta go now. Like oh. that makes me so happy. So huge I'm thank so you. That. It means a lot. Of course, it's the best. I, your workouts are yeah, they're incredible. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, and then after I work out, I just go upstairs and take a shower, wash my face, do my makeup. So I'll go over all my like skincare stuff. Yes. So I don't have like a ten step ten step skincare routine. I actually, it's like very simple. Mm -hmm. Um, and my sister's an esthetician, so she's helped like a ton on that. Mm. Um, so I use the La Roche Posay cream cleanser. I use that morning and night. Um, and then I'll put on my toner. I use the Thayer's No Mushroom Milky Toner. Okay. Um, I'm like and writing then I all use, these down. And then in the, um, I use the Paula's Choice Vitamin C Serum. So that'll go on after my toner. And then I put my moisturizer on, which is the La Roche-Posay, the um, SPF Daily Moisturizer. Okay. Um. Amazing. And then after that, I go to do my makeup. I kind of like let that, you know, sit for a little bit and then I'll do my makeup really quick. So I'm ready for the day. Literally, my makeup takes me 10 minutes and it's amazing. I love um, it. What are some so, of your favorite makeup products? Yeah. So I use the Honest brand, the SPF Tinted Moisturizer. I usually put that on like first just to kind of give my face like a little like base layer yeah. um that actually like that goes on after my primer I use like a tiny bit of I use the Maybelline primer I, it's like the clear one I don't remember exactly what it's called um and then the 
okay, this I've sworn by this product ever since I got it. It's the Say Beauty, the Illuminating Glowy Gel. Ooh. That's like what it is incredible. I mix it in. So I use that and then I mix it in with the Maybelline BB creams. Okay. And I just mix those and like use a little beauty blender and literally just put that like all over my face. <gasps> I need to try the, that. It's amazing. Like it makes your skin just like glow. And it's not like there's like different illuminating gels that like feel really oily or like you know feel like they're like clogging your face this is so light it's not oily like it's amazing that well I Um, I wish that I kind of wish just for the sake of this conversation we were doing a real video podcast because your makeup looks stunning like if you guys can see her right now we probably should start doing video podcasts sometimes so we can actually see each other talking on there but yeah she is glowing so whatever she's talking about right now you guys need to write down these maybe we can like maybe I'll link that one in the show notes you'll have to send me the link to it after it's amazing I can't even tell you how many questions that I'm like that I get that people are like how do you make your skin so glowy I'm like it is these glowy gel. That is it. You've convinced Um, me. You've influenced me. I'm going. It is it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I love the Tarte Cosmetics Shade Tape Concealer. I know like so many people use that. Um, I just go in with that like under my eyes. And then I use like a little bit of like the Maybelline Fit Me Translucent Powder. It's not like a setting powder, but I kind of just like put it on just to like set my face, like my whole face without putting bronzer or like anything on yet. Um, actually all of Say Beauty's products are like amazing because then I do my bronzer. I use the Say Beauty Sun Melt bronzer. It's amazing. Okay. It's like very light. It goes on very smooth. It's incredible. Um, and then I do use the Say Beauty Dew Blush, which is like a liquid blush that you just like dot and then spread, um, in the shade Chili. And that's amazing as well. It goes on very, very smooth. And it's like also a little glowy. Mm. Um, and then I use the Wet and Wild Illuminating Highlighting Powder. Super affordable. And I've used it literally it. forever. Um, and then I just do my brows really quick with the Elf Brow Gel. I love it. And then I set Wait. it. So. I am so going to take all of these tips. I need to get better about makeup. I say this like anytime I talk to someone who knows what they're doing with makeup because it's so inspiring. Like it seems so fun to just have your favorite products and just you yeah. know what you're doing. I feel like I'm kind of the opposite I like any random PR I get sent or yeah. anything that I see someone use I'm like oh I'm gonna go try that and so mine changes all the time but I need to work on getting like a set little makeup routine because I'm so yeah. routine with other things like I'm so routine with my coffee recipe or like my morning routine Strange. but when it comes to skincare and makeup I'm just like all over the place I'll try anything. whatever I'll switch it up but you inspired me <laughs> I'll I'll try some of those out for sure. Um, From that morning routine, I have two questions, I think, in the back of my head. One, I'm dying to hear your coffee recipe. I want to hear what you put in it when you make coffee. Are you like a just plain black coffee type of girl or are you like a fancy? Okay. No. Let's hear it. I'm not, it's not super fancy, but it's also not black. So I use, okay, the Nespresso machine literally changed my life. Like that is the best coffee ever. Yeah. There's just something about it. I agree. Um, so I do one pod of the Starbucks Sumatra blend and then one, it's like a shot pot. It's like really, really thin and small. It's like the, I want to say it's just like espresso. I don't even, it's, it's like, yeah, it's like a blue package. It's the Starbucks mm-hmm. one. 
Okay. That's the best coffee, to be honest, that I found, but I haven't, I've tried like the Nespresso pods themselves and I actually like the Starbucks one better. Um, and I add Four Sigmatic's mushroom blend to it. I want to say it's the Defend one, the Immunity one, and their coconut and cacao um, creamer powder thing. Okay. I think it's like an MC, no, it's not MCT oil. That's a different one. Um, actually, maybe it is. I can't remember. I, think, I actually I think, think I do know what you're talking about. I haven't tried it, but I think I've seen that before. That yeah. Really so good. I do one scoop of each of those, and then it it like really gives the coffee like a good deep flavor. I actually love the taste of like mushroom extracts or powders in my coffee. Yeah. Um, and then I do one packet of Truvia, and then I only I just use the Chobani vanilla creamer. Like, yeah. I don't do like anything super fancy, but I. Like that's what I've always done and I love it so much. So I'm like, you know what? It works. <laughs> I love that. So good. Yeah. It's okay. So good. I forget the second thing. I had something in the back of my brain, so it might pop up later for your morning routine, but I do want to hear parts of your night routine too. So the main question I have for your night routine is what are some things that you do to impact your sleep for the night? Because we all know sleep is so important. Sleep is what sets you up for a good morning routine. So what are some things that you do knowing like, I want to have a good restful, true restful night of sleep. So I'm going to do these things leading up to that. Totally. I, I wouldn't say actually that there's anything like super specific that I'm like, Oh, I, I want to do this for my sleep other than like the no phone, social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that truly helps a lot. Um, I think one thing that I like actually really enjoy and helps calm my brain is like just doing my skincare and, yeah. you know, like get having that feeling of like being clean when going to bed is amazing. Yeah. Um, so like doing that and just doing things that like I know make me feel good. So like, you know, if I'm going to do my heatless curls that night, like putting my heatless curls in and also like putting that, okay, I know this is a huge trend right now, but putting the house to sleep. I've literally been doing this forever, but like knowing that my house is clean for when I wake up in the morning helps calm me so much. Um, so so like really those are like the main things we have a little bit of like lavender spray in our room, like essential oil one that will spray sometimes, um, that that helps a lot. And I haven't been doing this recently. I used to a little bit, but I need to get back on it is like reading a little bit before going to bed. Um, But to be honest, like Dustin and I, we don't have like a TV in our room and everything like for a purpose. Like we like to just, you know, that's like our space to like have conversation and, you know, talk about our day instead of getting on our phones and or watching a show like in bed or scrolling on our phones. Um. So yeah, those are, those are like, easy. Anything. yeah, I love it. The, um, turning, wait, you said turning your house down or what, it, what was the term you used? Oh, putting your, putting your house to sleep, putting your house to sleep. Okay. I actually <laughs> haven't heard that term, but I heard closing shift all over TikTok. So I think oh, that's yeah, yeah. the same thing. If, if someone's listening and doesn't know what we're talking about, it's just like doing little things that close out your night, like at your house, like cleaning up, tidying up any little spaces, um, doing the dishes, kind of if you think about if you were to be working at a, a normal job where you have to do a closing shift, like just getting it ready for the next person to come in in the morning for that shift. So it's yeah. any little thing you can do to like prepare the future you in the morning for like a better experience, I guess. Yeah. So I think that's a huge one. Like, and it's 
therapeutic too. Like something about even, even though most of the time I hate doing the dishes, if it's part of my like closing shift routine, I just think of it the whole time. I'm like, I'm doing this for my future me. And that feels good. And that feels therapeutic to just like do hands-on things that, you know, are you're going to thank yourself for later. So I think that's exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I love that. Um, ah, there's so many more things, Kylie, I want to <laughs> chat about, but we're already at an hour and five minutes. So I hope I'm not keeping you oh too gosh. long. I think I the last, okay, good. Then we can go a little bit longer. <laughs> yes, um, totally. One of the main things I did want to hear about is the wedding and just married life and all mm. of that. Cause I know there are people listening that maybe are either getting married soon, just got married, or are just wanting to hear some like fun marriage things. So yeah. I want to hear how you and Dustin met first. So let's start with that. Yeah. So this is like, everyone laughs at the story. So I actually went to school to college with Dustin's younger brother and he lived with two of my best friends from home. And so we were like all in the same friend group. I used to like throw dinner parties or like we would have oh. game nights and I would make a bunch of food. And he was always like the person telling me like, Kylie, he would sit down with me and talk about like my meal with me is actually kind of funny but um I guess Dustin's a little older than me so he was home from college earlier than me and what his his brother's name is Hunter so when Hunter was home one time he was like talking about all the food that I made and like the baked goods and everything and Dustin was like you should bring some home the next time you know you come home and he was like he literally was like, you can reach out to her. Here's her Instagram. Like, oh my God. And so Dustin, Dustin reached out to me over Instagram and it was fully out of like, I want food. Like not like, oh, you're attractive. Like it's true. It was truly out of like, can you make no me food or way. make food to come home? So like I made like cinnamon rolls and bread oh and like he paid me all for it. And Hunter bought it home with him um, the next but- time that he was home. <laughs> And like we literally just started talking from there. Like that's that it. Is so funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like so he, we would just go ahead. He straight up was a customer. Like he bought your stuff and yes. that's how I love that. What yeah. a love story. Yeah. So it's super fun because like we always just say like uh, food is really truly the way to a man's heart. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That is hilarious. And then how long, so that happened, he bought your food and then you started talking. And then when did you start like officially dating? Yeah, we started dating in July of 2021. So he had reached out to me, I think in March and they were talking for a little bit. And um, he actually came to like my college and helped me move out of my town home. And then I kind of hit it off from there. I spent like 4th of July with his family in Virginia and we, then we started dating. Gotcha. And then how long yeah. until you got engaged? Then we got in, so we started dating in July of 2021. We got engaged in October of 2022. Okay. So a little um, over a year. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. And then you got married recently. Yeah. So how yeah. long from being engaged to married? It was nine months. So we got married in July this year, 2023. Okay. Amazing. Do you know how many months we had from engaged to married? Take a guess. No. Off the top of your head. What would you? Four. Three. (laughs) Three months. I had no I couldn't imagine. I know. Well, it happened like 
kind of right in the middle of COVID and uh-huh. we both lived in different states and it was just so difficult. So we mm-hmm. were like, you know what, let's just like, we don't know when COVID's going to end. It might go for three more years. So let's just do this thing. So we were, yeah, curious, but which I months. also want to say, I think Lucas and Dustin are like scarily similar. I like, can see that. Dustin played soccer in college as well. Cause like, really? didn't Lucas? Yeah. Yeah. And like, he's all into like the mental toughness and, you know, oh, doing yes. like, ice bath and sauna and like doing them together and running yep. and like literally everything. I'm like, they oh. need to meet. They need <laughs> yeah. to meet friends. Isn't it awesome having a partner that is so focused on those things though? Like I'm so grateful for that every single day, yes. even if I'm not on that level at all. Like ice baths are really hard for me. I try to do them every once in a while, but like I give so much props to Lucas and Dustin and anybody who does those. And it's just so cool to have a partner that's like constantly motivating you and the things that they do just on the regular. It's It's the best. Dustin and I say that all the time. We're like, we're so glad we're on like the same wavelength in so Mm -hmm. many different areas, like food, like our diet and like what we eat and you know, what we like to do and and what we enjoy doing. Like it's the best. It truly is. And knowing that someone who is focused on those things, they have something about them that they're constantly wanting more and wanting to grow more. And I think like that could be so easy to get in in a relationship and you just feel safe in that relationship and you feel like, okay, we'll just like study out now. But knowing that your partner is just like constantly wanting to grow as a human themselves and not not just with you, but together, but also individually too. Yes. It's so awesome because it it constantly motivates you to still be on that wavelength. And it's just like you it's meet perfect. and you keep going up together. It's incredible. Yep. But it's the best. That with all that being said, they definitely need to meet and we need to meet in person because I, I feel know. like that's just a friendship waiting to happen for sure. I know. Um, okay. But back, sorry, sorry. That was a whole tangent back to the wedding. I want to hear about the wedding. I want to hear, I love to hear first, like the story time and just like where it was and everything. But then also I love on TikTok hearing things like a bride saying things that they might do differently next time for any advice for someone who is getting married. So also, if you have anything like that, I'd love to hear that at the end also. Yeah. So it was in Virginia, in Williamsburg. It was at a venue called the Main of Williamsburg. It's pretty much like a big, it's beautiful. It's like a giant blue barn, essentially. And then it has like really pretty beautiful like woods and trees behind it. And there's like even like a little field with a fountain. Um, It was literally like my dream day it was so amazing and like I want to relive it like every single day um it's just so fun like getting to pretty much have like a giant party with like your closest family and friends um in terms of like the wedding how the wedding day played out I actually would do literally nothing differently like in my Mm -hmm. eyes all that I know everything went perfectly like I don't know if any mishaps happened or anything yeah um so, like, I would do, I think, nothing differently. There were, like, a couple of things that we did that, like, definitely weren't traditional. Um, yeah, let's hear those. That's perfect. Yeah. So, we didn't do a first look um, because we just wanted, you know, that first moment of us seeing each other to be, like, we wanted to feel all the emotions. Yeah. Um, and Dustin was worried that he wouldn't be as emotional, like during the ceremony, if he had seen me before. So oh. I was like, it's totally fine. Like we both wanted it. Um, and then we actually did something called a last dance, which I loved doing. Um, 
after like the reception and we were getting ready to do our exit, we were like in the, the, like on the dance floor by ourselves, like the whole room was empty and we picked like a song that we wanted to dance to, to kind of just like take in like that last moment of like what just happened because the reception can be like so crazy. It's so much fun, but like, you know, there's so much happening. Yeah. Um, and it flies. And then, yeah, literally like flies by. Um, and then we didn't do wedding favors actually, which like, I'm really happy that we didn't do. That was something that I was like stressing about throughout like wedding planning. I was like, what are we going to do? Like something, you know, like I wanted it to stand out, but then I came to the conclusion that I was like, most people get a wedding favor and they literally never see it. Like they don't use it or they throw it out or they forget it. Like some people just forget it at the venue. Yeah. So, um, but I think like throughout the whole wedding planning process, if I had to do anything differently, the number one thing I would say is like, I wish I didn't put so much pressure on myself to like make sure that everything was going to work out like so perfectly because there were definitely some moments where I was like stressed and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And I wish like, I just kept reminding myself, you know, like not, maybe not everything will perfectly, but like, you know, everything will work out and everything will come together. Um, because I really think it's like easy to get caught up in the tiniest little details that like no one's going to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, and you won't so, yeah, even remember. Can, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's so true. That's my advice on that. That's also what I said for mine was just not getting stressed about all the little tiny things. Like there were so many things that I could say went wrong in the moment, but like when I look at the full picture, none of them were wrong. It was just like, the true experience of what our, our normal day was, but like, yeah, I don't know. And all that matters at the end of your wedding for maybe for anybody that's like going to be a future bride soon, all that matters is you're with the person you love most. You're with so many people that love you and that you love, and you're just in the moment and having fun and all the details. If it rains, if you forget something, if you even like get a stain on your dress, like literally all of that, you're not going to think twice about when you look back Mm -hmm. at the memory of your wedding, it's all just going to be about being with your people. That's all that matters most. I think Yeah, your wedding looks so beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I have to credit my mom and like her friend did like all the design stuff. So I have to credit them because like I helped pick stuff out and like I had little ideas, but yeah, no, I, they did so much. Gotcha. What's your favorite thing about being married now? So you've been married for like four months. What would you Mm -hmm. say is like your number one thing that you're just the most grateful for that you love the most about it? Yeah, I think it's having the feeling is something that we've said so much ever since getting married is just having like a deeper love for that person. Like when you are engaged and like, you know, you're about to get married, you're like, wow, I love this person so much. Like, but I like the thought had crossed my mind before. Like, I don't know if this love is going to change. Like, yeah. you know, it feels so deep already. I don't know if it's going to change, but like it 100% did. And yeah. I just love having like that deeper desire to, you know, we both just want to like serve each other in every single way. Like we want to serve each other. We want to protect each other and like grow with each other. And it just feels like such like a, deeper love that it's just like I don't even know how to explain it it's just different than before yeah and it's like the best feeling 
I love that. That's so special. I can totally relate to that too. And I think just knowing like when you go back into scripture and stuff in the Bible too, and read about marriage, knowing how much thought God has put into marriage and knowing the, his design for it. And just like that, he cares so much about it is so cool to live that out with your partner too. And think like, this truly is a gift, like marriage itself as a gift. And then just having a person that you're so obsessed with and you love so much to do it with you. It, it's just amazing. And it's wild when you like think that the whole God of the universe, like designed that for you guys is so cool. Totally. Yeah. But I love that. Um, like I said, there are like five to 10 other questions I have for you, but I feel like we could go on for three hours. So the listeners are probably like, Brindley, come on. So we'll (laughs) we'll do a part two in the future for sure. I feel like with every guest, I'm like, oh, we need to talk forever. So we'll do a part two, but I do want to get into the rapid questions. So I think we should start that right now. These are fun Mm. ones. They're not like deep. They're not serious. They're just a lot of stuff about recipes, a lot of stuff about your job. So I'll just kind of run some off and you just give me your quick answer for them. Um, the first one is what's her favorite thing to meal prep? Meal prep? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we, I've been making a lot of like stews recently, which I love. They're yeah. like so cozy and warming and they're super easy to just like throw on all in a pot and I it's ready it. to go and you like warm it up. I love it. Do you use a Instapot or a crock pot ever? Do you do just like a pot on the stove? Mm-hmm. I do a pot in the oven. Like okay. I use like a Dutch oven. Oh, I don't okay. have like an Instant Pot or a Dutch or a crock pot. But like I just put it on like a lower temperature setting and it roasts for like, you know. Gotcha. Perfect. Six or seven hours. Um, next question is what kind of camera do you use for recipes? Her quality is unreal. I agree with that. <laughs> Thank you. I literally use my phone. I use the iPhone 13 Pro. <laughs> I love it. And, and I'll go into specifics. I shoot in HD 30 FPS. So it doesn't take as much space on my phone. <laughs> gotcha. And you have a microphone too, right? You were telling me that before. I yeah. I I just use that for voiceovers. I honestly, I forget what it's called. But it's definitely linked in my story somewhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Did you play sports in high school? I did. I played volleyball. I love it. Competitively too. Um, is she gluten-free or dairy-free? I'm not. Neither? Nope. Let's see. We'll do like three more. What is your all-time favorite recipe you've made? That's a good one. I'm curious. Um, my, ooh, that's really, really, really important. I'll do one baking and then like one cooking. Is that okay? okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, so for baking, I think my favorite thing that I make is my cinnamon rolls. I actually mm. am posting the recipe, like, this upcoming week. Okay. Um, this will be live. So good. I think, yeah, this will be live this Monday. So will they be up by then? Uh, They might be up Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. Okay. So check your Instagram <laughs> for the for the cinnamon rolls. <laughs> yeah. And then cooking. Um. I do like this like balsamic oh I like balsamic tomato and like prosciutto chicken with like fig jam. So it's like chicken that has like fig jam spread on it and then wrapped in prosciutto. And oh then like gosh. it's literally so easy. You throw it all like in a skillet and then you just put like um cherry tomatoes on top and like drizzle balsamic and stick it in the oven and it like roasts and the tomatoes there's it's so good. Heavenly. That sounds so good. 
Um, Ooh, this is a good one. This might be tricky, but top five ingredients to always have on hand. If you had to pick like around five ingredients. Oh gosh. Um, flour. Okay. Sugar. Wait, is is this for like my content, like baking? Yeah. Yeah. I guess just in general, like if you, I guess we'll talk about for making recipes. If you had five ingredients that you knew you kind of needed for most of your recipes. Okay. Yeah. Flour, sugar, butter, vanilla extract. And is that four? Yeah, that's four. Eggs. Eggs. I love it. Um, This is my question, but uh, what type of flour and what type of sugar do you usually cook with? Is there like a certain like coconut sugar or is it just like regular sugar or yeah. Um, I usually just do whatever I have on hand. Usually like because of how cheap it is, usually regular sugar. Okay. But like if I have coconut sugar or like date sugar or anything on hand, I'll use it. Um, And then flour, I use like all Bob's Red Mill. It is the best flour out there. Amazing. And I do like all different kinds, like almond flour, all purpose, bread flour. I love it. Okay. This is the last one for all her recipes. Does she eat the full thing or what does she do with the leftover food? (laughs) I have gotten so many questions about this recently. Um, I, one, I wish we could eat the whole thing in time, but it would go, it, I make so much during a week, like one to two recipes a day in a week. So it is impossible for us to get through all of it. Um, We usually end up saving about half of it and like eating that. And then we either freeze the other half for like dust and surf. So like if he's leaving early in the morning, he can grab something out of the freezer really quick. Or if we have family and friends over, I can pull it out of the freezer for like a treat for everyone. Um, And then we also give it to like our neighbors as well. We'll deliver it to their doorstep. That's sweet. I bet your neighbors absolutely love you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I I like question so many times replying to your stories and be like, can I purchase this from you somehow? Like, I want this right oh now. <laughs> I have, uh, to be honest, like if someone really, like if you, I will send you like stuff if you want me to. Cause I have like, like I used to shit dust and stuff all the time. So like I have, right. but it would be, I don't have the time to, you know, like sell it. Yeah. So Dang. Um, how do you do that? Like, do you get like a, insulated box or how does that work yeah so i i did like i've done insulated boxes before it depends what it is like there's mm-hmm. some things that don't need to be refrigerated but let's say it's like bread or something i've done insulated bags and then um i've also done like the insulated box as well gotcha very cool well i might be hitting you up for that <laughs> sometime soon totally Awesome. Well, that kind of wraps up the bulk of the questions, but that was so good. I loved touching on like literally everything from food to exercise to your career to marriage and all of that. I think we covered quite a bit, but there's definitely more. So if you're down to do a part two in the future, I'm going to be calling you back on. 100%. Yes. Okay. Leave. Um. Oh, I almost forgot. I can't forget this thing. This is probably the most important of this episode. I want you to leave the listeners with a little challenge for them to do this week. It can be literally about anything just to make them a better version of themselves or make them feel their best. So any little challenge you can leave them with. Yeah. Um, okay. I actually had two. So one dedicate at least like an hour a day to educating yourself in a new way. I think that's like super important and it can mean anything that you want. Like literally anything, if it's like an hour of reading a book or reading an article, whatever. 
educating yourself in a new way. And then also um, just being present, like focus on being present in whatever you're doing, you know, eating a meal, going on a walk, going grocery shopping, like just be present in those moments. I love it. Well, thank you, Kylie, again, so much for coming on. This has been amazing. I want you to leave everybody with links or I guess your handles to where they can find you, where they can try your recipes, anything that you want to have linked. I'll put it in the show notes, but also just give them like a brief where to find you if they're going right now on their phone. Perfect. Yeah. I am at well made by Kylie and it's K-I-L-E-Y on all social platforms. So Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. And I'll have that linked in the show notes. If you can't find it by chance, you can just click on the link. But thank you, Kylie, so much. This was amazing. And we'll definitely do a part two soon. Yay. Thank you, Brinley. Bye. That's a wrap. I'm so glad Kylie was able to come on today. That was a beautiful conversation. So thank you guys for listening and for being here. As always, I wanted to leave you with a quick discount for both of my personal brands. I want my podcast listeners to always have a discount for those two brands. So Kaizo's Nutrition, we have Collagen and we have Coco Mix. The Coco Mix is formulated with a bunch of supplements that's meant to help with digestion, gut health, muscle recovery, and a healthy night of sleep. And then Honey Swim has bikinis. Our new crew necks are out now for cozier months. Of course, we can't be wearing bikinis all winter long, so we want to do some crew necks that those are live, as well as tote bags, goggles, all the fun stuff. So I will put both of the discount links in the description there as well if you want to check them out and you guys get a special podcast discount. All right, we'll see you next Monday. I hope you have a beautiful week. Much love.